0: What's up, friends? That's right, it's me, Indy, once again, and my Hawaiian shirt in Florida. That's right. It mat hey, it matches the indie game business colors pretty close. Yes, we've got Vicky Way with us first. I, I want to say thank you so much again. Tripwire presents for sponsoring us. It's amazing, and thank you so much. So, Vicky Way, she's going to talk about you. Well, you know what? I'll just step back, and you just okay. t- t- say who you are and talk about whatever you want to talk about, and. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Dan. And Hi. thanks,
1: Jay and Heather. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. Um, hey everybody. And I'm Vicki. I am the director at red star interactive, and I am here to talk about simultaneous launches as an indie studio, particularly the st- steps leading up to launch and a little bit on a budget. Um, so, we'll start a little about me vicky that's me and let's see and so at red star interactive we are the creators of get a grip chip and get a grip chip and the body bugs so i guess i'm just going to take some of our experiences from that and just just talk through like a lot of the art and tech and the video aspects of leading up to launch. Um, I know there's there's tons of information of, and resources about like making a game. And uh, so this, this talk is actually more about launching your game rather than creating it either on one or multiple platforms. Um, so like this is like primarily the work leading up to launch day. And this, like how much time it takes a little bit about like you know the different products that you can do like soundtrack um or merch uh, if you're gonna do DLC uh let's see I guess maybe just a couple notes uh, one we're actually we're actually not going to talk about marketing in this talk there's tons of great resources out there that talk about marketing plan marketing strategy the game business does a great job of talking through this as well i think chris Zukowski had a talk yesterday um on how to market a game so i definitely go check that out about like marketing uh going up to launch so like i said we're gonna talk about more about the art the tech like for uh launching on like Nintendo Switch Xbox iOS and some of the nuances of that and then um just the video aspects of it as well and then we'll do a brief overview of just like what that timeline looks like um so I guess another note this is basically like the minimum that we felt we needed for the launches and it's got a couple shortcuts that we take because we're a really small studio um, and this is just like what helps us uh, there's, and maybe this is like another option for you that you may be able to take. Um, this also isn't a recommendation of self-publishing. I will add that the two games are self-published. Um, they're, they're, it's also like a great option to partner with a publisher or something in between. I think there was actually a uh, also a really great talk yesterday about government contracts and doing that type of partnership as well. And yeah, so thanks everybody. Uh let's let's get started. And um feel free to comment in the chat and um I'll try to answer questions along the way. Alrighty. So we'll start with art because that's that's fun and it's pretty. Um All right. So for just for like launch art, after like, you know, you've created your art for the game and now you've got your launching and you find out on steam, you need 15 assets cut different ways to, um, to set up your store. So I think one thing to note is that, um, that it, it is about both about quantity and quality for, for your launching uh, art. Um, so I think the, oops, sorry, wrong slide. So what we're looking at here is, is it's called our key art. And basically what we've done here is we've created one key art and then we'll we'll take that key art and cut it different ways. So in this case, this is a uh, 1080, 1080 by 1920. And then we'll, sorry about that. We'll, we'll cut that down to you know smaller sizes and landscape and portrait mode. Um, so we created one key art. This is where like planning's really important and shout out to our artist, Aaron, for making very, very fl- flexible to work with key art. Um, so planning ahead, you can get, we get a ton of mileage out of this one piece of, key art and so what we can do is we can actually just upload different variations of this art as well um and so so this is the key art for for body bugs our second game and let's see I wish okay actually i'm going to skip slides a little bit so i can just show you so this is a oops yeah so this is a variation on our key art and what you can see here is we we've added this to the game icons and we're using that key art so it's you know there's the xbox the one on the right is the xbox art and then top is the steam art And then down below is Nintendo. And so we've, we've cut it different ways and, um, just like rearrange the assets to, to get like something that fits for that platform. Okay. So going back. So I guess like a few things to know about key art design is, um, yeah, so it's real, the key art is really, really important. It's, it's it's about the planning it ends up driving like the rest of like the assets that you're you'll create and it it will make your life so much easier um and, and it gets used like almost everywhere so like on your platform stores on your website uh your press kit and um it's actually a great way to just post the different variations on social media um it typically the key art is actually Likely what the first customer sees um, should definitely stand out. It's shown next to lots of other games, and more or less, like it'll show the type of experience your game will provide. So for us, like we we typically have a lot of action, so we'll we try to show action in our key art. It it will it depends on your game like how you want to show that. another facet of this it should be very recognizable that it shows like clearly shows the logo and uh, you want your so you want your fans and future fans to like easily spot that or quickly Um, let's see so some behind the scenes things is basically the way we do our key art to like make our lives easier down the line and the the key is built-in layers. So, like these these little guys, the white blood cells. Um, so that's like one asset, and then this baddie and the, some of the slime and these uh, these anchors up top are also just like separate assets that we can just move around as the as the uh, formats, the sizes, and the aspect ratio changes so actually going back here again you can if you look at the three variations so like what takes quite a bit of time in making in working with the um, the art assets is just we'll we'll reframe the different pieces in it as the as the size changes so like we've been we, we move the logo around depending on what platform it is, because we, we really want it to stand out. But we we really wanted Chip to show up as much as possible. and We wanted as many of the characters to show up in the art. So we had to make some adjustments. But it's pretty quick once you get into the swing of it and if like your key art is set up well. OK, so we'll just talk a little bit about logos. Uh, let's see. So these, these show the title of the game um, that, and it doesn't show anything else. I, I think the platforms like require you only show the title of the game. Um, you can add the little trademark if you go that route in um, getting your like game trademarked. We we actually did that for Get a Grip Chip, but um, as you can see here. We still haven't added it to the logos yet because it's like it takes quite a bit of time, and we just haven't gotten around to it. Um, And I guess if if people are are wondering how long it takes uh, for us, it took about eight months, start to end, and that was uh, we didn't we didn't get rejected the first time, so that that really was the full amount of time. Um, Let's see. Okay, similar things to note. Like, so obviously you can see here we've. You should use a transparent background, and this actually so this helps a lot of like uh, virtual event organizers, like indie game business, if they're gonna like showcase your game on their website or like any event organizers with the website, like like even uh, let's say PAX or in New York City it's Playcrafting. So if they're doing that, like you want a transparent logo. It's gonna make it's gonna make their the organizer's job a lot easier and so they don't have to come back to you. Um, another helpful thing is to have a version for a dark background and a version for a light background. So typically we'll just send the package of logos um, when when we're setting when we're helping out with events. and basically, we just we let the organizers choose the logo that will best fit, but we at least try to label it. We'll also um, actually with our company logos, we actually have different sizes of logos as well, so that like also organizers that if they do put our company logo up and ask for it, they can they can just choose the one that best fits their website. Um, usually they, they have like loads of games they're showcasing, so if it it helps like make their life a little bit easier than like, I think they will appreciate it. And I guess like um, one other thing with logos, it's just like, you know, should have a good silhouette as well. So what you can see here going clockwise from the upper left is, so we started with get a grip chip. And so that it had a good silhouette with, Um, with that type of font. And I think we actually like modified a custom font to create this logo, which is really cool. And then so, you know, then we started adding color to it. And then the the lower right with the blue is actually like the primary logo in the game. But for a dark background version, we'll use, you can see the one on the bottom left. and let's see oh and the one with chip going through the middle like it's okay to have some fun with this stuff too so we we also made we made one with like like a play on the logo where it's like the grappling hook and it's really fun i think it turned into stickers actually and that was yeah that was pretty great okay let's see all right so we're back here back on The game icon. So I think like I specifically highlight the game icon because it's it's basically showed on the launch screen of each platform that you're going you plan to be on and also in the storefronts as well. And obviously you're um for like I I think Steam is the most like most known, like all the different capsules that you you could make. Um as well, but the game icon is also very similar, so we're highlighting it here as it, as it's the most visible. Let's see. So your game icon is it's a version of your key art, but like you know, it doesn't have to be. And so this is like one of the shortcuts I was talking about, and we we just we use the game icon as our key art just because you know we're we're, we're a small team we're like three to like eight to 10 people at any given point. And um, so we'll we'll just use the key art because it's already there and it's well-made and we can just like cut it down pretty quickly. Um, Okay, so one other thing, one other reason why we use the key art is with Nintendo, they kind of, one of their requirements is actually like a certain amount of like busyness in, in the art. So, like, we were kind of already there with the key art. So, we've, we've rolled with it. Um, let's see. Like I said earlier, so top left is the game icon for Steam. And then going clockwise, that's the game icon for Xbox. And then finally, the game icon for Nintendo. Um, yeah, and as you can see, like, we've moved the positioning around of like of basically everything to um to just like fit the uh the sizing and the aspect ratio that was required from each platform i think you'll notice like so the square one with nintendo because it's like just i think it was because of the squaredness and just the way it was like it worked out we took out the green slime because Um, it was just, it was getting like way too busy to have the green slime in there. And it was like distracting from the main character chip that we were trying to showcase in the game icon. Um, let's see. So, okay. So more about game icons. Oh, okay. So usually the platforms will have specific requirements, uh, no text covering specific areas of the icon, except the logo. Um, usually, it's got to be exported to multiple formats. And we've seen mostly seen PNG bitmap. Uh, you'll spend a lot of time exporting files when creating uh, the marketing art, um, and it's got to be actually submitted as separate layers. Um, and you also need to account, you need to also have space to account for, like, overlays, um, just for, like, sales and, like, the system status and things like that, and let's see, okay, so more, okay, more fun, uh, like, launch requirements with the art. It's actually, like, really fun to do this stuff because it's, like, less, restricted to the nuances of the game and like as you can see here we'll like play with different art styles to just like have tons of fun with some of the with some of the art so let's see achievements Alrighty so um okay so each platform is gonna typically has like multiple size and format requirements for the achievement art so on the left here is uh steam and nintendo and then on the right with like chips zooming about is actually uh, that one's xbox so okay so if so for achievement art what we've learned is actually like just start with 1920 by 1080 we we created um we created square icons first and so then when we launched xbox like earlier this year uh, we found out We needed a 16 by 9 version, but so we took a little shortcut here is like we just took the center framed assets and just like actually just pulled that out just made the border and the canvas wider just because we didn't have the the time or resources to actually like redraw all these icons. Um, Let's see. Oh, also so unlocked and locked versions of the achievement icons um so you also need that to like you should do it to just like help the player understand what is like what achievements are still locked and what achievements are unlocked Um, so the top is actually is the locked achievement icon and the bottom of these square ones are the unlocked achievement icons and um, I also think I think we created the unlocked ones first with the color. So once we when we realized like towards launch we also needed um, locked achievement icons. Uh, we just put a desaturate filter on the unlocked one to show this as well. And to be honest, I think we're doing some UI work on there as well, like checkboxes to like further emphasize that it's locked and unlocked Alrighty, so storefront assets um like i mentioned earlier these are like the capsules on steam but um and oh oh and there's also sorry there's there's the miscellaneous ones it's like um sorry i forgot what platform does this but there is one that requires a standalone image of the hero so in our case, this is Chip, and if you look around, you actually don't see the hero image anywhere, and it's obvious. It's actually like almost in a it's in a three D view, so it's not it's not technically the view you would see in the game at all. But um, we just had some fun with it and put something together, and it got some extra mileage out of it because we turned that into stickers, and people have been like really digging those stickers. Um, oh yeah and the hook as well i think we were using the hook as a desktop icon but then i think it it didn't get used and but like we've we've found other uses for it and I, i know like so i think like just being efficient here is like one of those like things uh that's important as well if you're if you're like definitely a smaller studio and and noticing how much stuff there is to do just for launching the game besides making the game um, I'm sure this hook is going to end up as like an Easter egg in a future game. Okay, so we're going to talk about tech, and um, I'm going to be honest—I uh, had some help writing this one. And but this, these—I'm going to. This presentation is going to be made available as just like a resource, and I think I can just post it in in the Discord, and so people can just download this and reference this. So. It's, it's quite detailed and also the notes are gonna be in the presentation. So you can just download the presentation as like as like a resource in helping you with your launches. So here we go into tech. Okay, cool. Oh, and actually while we're still on the topic of art, uh, this poster, um, we also we made this poster for fun and um, this actually ended up in the game as well. This is a schematic of chip, but we actually it was so cool. We just put it into the start screen of the game. And I think we did this like well after launch. And, um, and then it was super cool. So we added more biology again, and just made a poster from it. And a t shirt as well. T shirts are really cool. All right, so let's see tech. So there's this is actually like the bulk of what goes into the work that goes into like launching on multiple platforms because like each platform has like specific requirements to their device or platform. Um, And there's tons, there's tons of them. So, and there's going to be like many, many problems to solve because like, you've got to like put in a lot of the hooks to like, let's say the switch or the Xbox or the PlayStation or, you know, and then. You also have to adjust for uh, mobile if you're if you're going to go the mobile route, just for iOS and Android. Um, so I, I like so for example, like Body Bugs, we we put that on mobile, and actually one of the biggest adjustments. This isn't even tech technically, but was that we had to adapt the controls for mobile and so the dead zones are actually different on mobile than they are on controller because it's just like you can't like feel you can't you know you can't feel the edge of the joysticks as well on touch as you can on a controller um let's see so i think one thing to know is basically with each platform is like the more features of the platform you use the more the more requirements you, you'll have to account for so for us like a lot of the features we're using are the achievements and the leaderboards and um i think that's that's basically it so like if for just like a really small game with basically one mechanic like it took quite a bit of time to just like like uh, hook into the achievements and the leaderboards um so with with each of these platforms um, on the tech side, you're so lots of problem solving. So your resources are like their platform technical support. Uh, there's tons of documentation. And um, also if they if there's a forum, check out the forums. Let's see. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk a little about about a little bit about achievements and leaderboards. Um, I think we're basically like, we've basically, I think, scraped the surface of the different parts, the different features of the, let's see, the Switch, Xbox, iOS, and um, yeah, yeah, and Steam platforms. <laughs> so, okay, so I guess I'll talk a bit about our achievements. Um, we we just configure all of them through the different platform portals, and we have to do it each time, like every time we uh, had, oh, every time we like started a new platform. So it, so I, I think we we designed forty achievements, which meant we had to like input like forty different achievements on each platform. Um, let's see. So they're highly encouraged on Steam. Achievements are actually required on Xbox. And I think it was at least 10. So, okay, so so we had 40 achievements. We actually cut it down to 10 for the Xbox. And then we still had to build in the support for all of our achievements. And then the Nintendo Switch doesn't have a built-in achievement system. So we actually built our own. Um, It's very cool go team for doing that um and like one other thing is that I think some of the achievements once they're changed once they're released you can't change them on some of the platforms I believe that's Xbox um also the Xbox community loves achievements and the like outreach for that has actually been really awesome and was really encouraging to like see all the Xbox players like interacting with our games, over the achievements. Um, also, speaking of interactive, um, oh, actually, sorry. I okay, so fun story time. We over the original, I think there were forty-two achievements originally, and when we launched on Steam, and then we had to cut two of the achievements later on when we started launching on all the platforms. Um, I think they were skip the intro video and this one was really brutal, but you had to beat the boss levels without dying on your first attempt at that boss. So basically what happened, um, A, it was like incredibly difficult to do the second one. Um, so we could do we could do both of these on Steam because it tied our achievements to like the user account before the switch the system the team built it's connected to the local save file it's not connected to the online account directly and so it didn't like make sense to have an achievement for skipping the intro for every save file because we wanted people to see the intro video And forcing the player to restart the whole game if they got to the final boss level and didn't beat it on the first try was, like, really cruel. It's not like we had put in a cheat code that would have you unlock the entire game because you had happened to have unlocked most of the game prior to this or something like that. But now that I think of it, I wouldn't be able to do that, but, you know. Okay, so just fun story about like achievement changes that we had to make after we launched on Steam, but then we're starting to launch on the Switch and Xbox. Um, Okay, so leaderboards. So for us, because like Chip is a platformer, leaderboards totally made sense. Um, And let's see, and they added a level of, Connectivity for the players in a single player game without like, us making, like, doing something more complicated like multiplayer and whatnot. Um, so, most platforms will have an online leaderboard service you can u- utilize at no cost and on that platform only. Um, same idea as achievements, you just configure your leaderboards through an online portal. Uh, this is from the team, they said like the leaderboards were much harder than the um, than the achievements. Um, so I guess it gets complicated really quickly. Um, and even though it's like very rewarding for the players, and but I think one of the key aspects of this is that they they should be fairly designed. So there there were some nuances about the timing of like tracking the leaderboard. Um, One thing to know is make sure you test the leaderboards with no entries and with tons of entries. I mean, make sure you test in general. Uh, QA is wonderful.
0: Uh. Indie game business has one of the longest-running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket.
1: UI design, uh, UI design is like a huge, actually a huge aspect of the leaderboards. So we actually referenced, um, for those of you that like do endurance, cycling and running and all that, uh, we referenced Strava's leaderboards when we built them into chip. So it always shows the top 10. And then if you're not in the top 10, it always shows where you are plus the one the person ahead and then the person behind you. Which is like a really nice way to like motivate the user to like go a little bit faster next time. Or like if you see a friend on there, like try to be your friend. Okay. So the next one is save files. And so this is a really big one for just like launching on other platforms. Oops. Okay. And um this was like when we when we finally when we got ship running on the switch because that was the first game first platform that was not still launched on. Um, I think the first thing that was broken was the save files. But each each platform is gonna handle things differently and um like might need to provide some sample save files and like I said, this is a huge part of the game, um, definitely invest time and stability around this. I was just playing a game where I, where I was like three hours into the game and my character had clipped through a counter and I just like, I couldn't walk back out of the counter and basically I was just like walking in there and there, and there was no additional quick saves as well with, this game, and so I was just um, stuck. And, I, and to be honest, I haven't like been able to pick it up since, because you know, it, because like I have to start over again. There's no way. There's no way out of this. I haven't been able to figure a way to get out of it at all. Um, so the save file, getting the save files working well is like super important. Um, let's see, this one, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm like not. As familiar with this, but I, I do know the team did a really good job. And there's like a ton of notes in this presentation that, like, when it gets sent out, you should look at the Save files, um, presentation notes. There's um, there's different, like, there's like recommendations to, uh, yeah, like between using player prefs and uh, the binary serializer um, that you should check out. Okay, translations. i a little more familiar with this one. This is really fun. I um, I love doing the translations. I love working with our translators, and they're always like super stoked to like to like work on the translations. And and they always like add like a really nice flavor to to the translations. And like they'll they'll walk us through it and. Um, and like we we have tons of puns, and so they'll like, add their own puns that are like a lot more culturally relevant. So, okay, so with each platform, you'll need to support like each platform built-in language settings while playing the game. Um, to be honest, we've only done Japanese and Korean. Like, you know, there's a lot of discussion about like which language languages to choose. So um the shortcuts. So one of the shortcuts we've taken is we haven't we didn't translate all the languages for um for Gittergrip chip and get a Grit chip and the body bugs. We started with two. I think we'll add more as for the next game. Um, oh and then each storefront is gonna have has different requirements around translations for uh launching your game in multiple regions. Actually one significant one is like Canada requires French as well, and uh, let's see. I hey, think yeah, that's a big one. Um, let's see. So fit, so you can see in this screenshot here. We'll just just store the text in the spreadsheet. It's, it's so much easier, um, and then just separate it from the game files. We just have a Google Sheet, and so. You can see here there's uh, there's some HTML here as well. So we'll just we'll we'll like for Get a Grip Chip, this is how we did it. I, I don't and that's because there's like just like clips of text. I think for it's probably different for a more extensive game with like quite a bit of extension extensive narrative. Um so follow up in like a year or two. when. When we've done that, but this was like a great foundation to just start with translations. It was just having like smaller bits of text. Um, let's see. So yeah, so we, we're just using a Google Sheet and then we're using the uh, Unity's localization package, which is really awesome. You just hook up the spreadsheet to the component in Unity and then just once you've like finished editing just like pull it into the game and you also have to hook it up but like it the the process of like editing the text and then pulling it to the game is like super smooth um i think we launched we actually launched body bugs with the beta version of unity's localization package and it still works great and i think it's actually out of beta right now so definitely recommend that one um let's see Oh, and I guess like some behind the things for translation. Um, we we've hired. So, for for the in game and the marketing, we actually get we get both translated. and We've actually just we've done our press kit in Japanese. I, I'm not sure if we'll do our press kit in multiple languages. I, w- I would like to just because you know if we're releasing in multiple countries, like I want to at least provide that for, like let's say somebody in Germany or um France, just, you know, to make people's lives easier as well. Um let's see. So so there the storefronts, like a bunch of the storefronts actually like require uh translations for the marketing text. And because we'd only done Japanese and Korean um at the time, we just were like we were working on a bit more of a budget. So honestly I just Went on Fiverr and just got some of the marketing language uh, translated there, and then, then just uh, cut it as needed for the storefronts. Um, I think you can also just go with a translation service company who will be able to do like multiple languages in one go. Um, I will say, do not use, don't use Google Translate. Uh, it it does not work right. It, um, so the reason why, like, we started just hiring out translators for everything was, like, we noticed that we were just, so we were, we were trying to cut corners a little too much, and um, we were trying to cut, uh, we were trying to translate leaderboards into German, and this was the whole word, leaderboards, and Google Translate gave us furor, and we were just like, no, this this can't, this can't be, so... After that, we started, like, hiring out the translation. And, like, your, your players will really appreciate it as well, even, like, with all of that. So definitely go have somebody translate it. They'll be able to put a lot of that, like, a lot of context into the, the translations. Um, okay. So, alrighty, I got, like, 10 minutes. So, all right. So platform features. Um, basically, this is this is basically like just the platform-specific features, which is um, like sometimes the online stuff. So just make sure your game is connected to the user logged into the system. Controller rumble. Just account for that. We we did a little bit of rumble design. Um, and like working with the HD Rumble for the Switch because like the automatic ones were just were just like way too much and kind of weird. But I mean, we didn't like go nuts over it, but we at least just took a pass on it. Um, there's also system suspend and wake events. Um, okay, so certification. So you're so once you've gotten the game working, you're gonna go through a certification pro- certification process to ensure like. Your game meets a list of requirements and the platforms will provide that for you. So these just like it'll be it'll be on the platform website. Um, but just like some context of what it is and how it affects your timings and ranges from like does the game run without crashing to are the correct icons displayed for controller buttons. Um, it takes like upwards of a month to complete certification for a platform if your game is in good shape. And like, so keep in mind, like these are, this was our timeline and Get a Grip Chip had one mechanic. It was just the grappling mechanic. So typ- I think typically it's quite a bit longer. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about video real quick. And so this is this is not this is like more about like the shortcuts we've taken with the video to like just get them out quickly. Um, so like trailers, gifts, and gameplay video for live streaming, and know was just like tons of information, especially about trailers. So this is like this is like what we do. Um, okay, I will say that the video has become like very heavily software dependent for us and like obviously it's like it is time consuming to build and um we we have done it i think the primary reason we we just do it in-house is because um one of our team members has a background in some like video editing so they're able to they're able to do it relatively quickly um so we so we use obs like all the time to record like the gameplay we need And then we caught with Adobe Premiere. We actually use Photoshop to um, create GIFs. And then we use Restream for live streaming. And then, actually, like a little shortcut we have is we'll use Photo on Windows, we'll use like the built in Photos app and QuickTime on Mac um, just to like quick trim video to just like show off gameplay. And let's see. All right, so the trailers on platform launching. So, okay, so one of the big ones is, so you can see like premiere for a little bit. And so if you see like the ESRB, uh, like note there, um, basically one of the big things is like, you gotta add the platform mnemonics, which is like the little video clip of, uh, of that platform, like the switch and um, and the age rating. And so actually what happens is like, so between the mnemonics and the different age ratings, um, uh, for different regions, you're going to be like exporting like half a dozen videos as well. Um, okay. Cause I'm running out of time here. Uh. So outside of Steam, uh, for digital only games, IARC grants you, like, the age rating certificate for, like, all the major agencies, so, like, ESRB, PEGI, USK. I think it covers Japan and Korea now. Um, It's different for physical copies if you're going to do that. Uh, Steam doesn't require it, so the trailer's a little bit easier for Steam. Let's see. Okay, GIFs. Uh, Let's see. These are like, they're really fun. They're really cool. And uh, for us, they're a total pain to make because basically we record a video on OBS and then we save the clip and then we bring it into Photoshop and then export it as like a high quality GIF. Um, So if there's better options out there that you know, like let me know, totally down. Um, They're very fun though. Okay, gameplay video. So Gameplay video. I, I think we primarily just use this on like Steam, really. And so, so you'll see like Steam will just say um, like, oh, you can like live stream a little bit. So actually, what we do, and maybe Steam has caught on to this, uh, but a lot of people will use OBS at, to just like record 20 to 30 minutes and just run a loop on OBS that's streaming to stream. To Steam. And um, actually, so for us, like that 20 to 30 minute video, sometimes it's like continuous, but sometimes we'll just edit it since you can do this. Um, it's helpful to have like other images and video for the live streaming like here, but actually fun fact, uh, this image is just two separate images like cut together <laughs> to make it look like a gameplay uh, screenshot. Um, yeah, but, like, so it's generally better to have a person in there, because at least you can, like, see their reaction. It's pretty fun. Um, let's see. Okay. Timeline. This is just, like, this is the timeline we used, um, like, pretty much absolute, probably absolute minimum. It's probably longer than this. Also, like, for our next project, the gameplay is, like, a lot more in-depth, so I think our timeline is going to be a bit longer like like we have some experience just from doing the first game which was actually the intention of get a grip chip was one mechanic so we can just get all of this under our belts and then for subsequent projects we were gonna build from there Uh, and launch day yeah so um oh shoot sorry this is the timeline i i'm actually like trying to change like look at the notes on a slide in one screen, and then I forgot to change this. Um, Alrighty, so that's the timeline. Again, I'll just send the link to this presentation so you can look through it. So launch day. Um, oh, this is also a GIF, but this is actually a GIF of a um, just an animation from Spine, which is super cool. So it doesn't always have to be gameplay for your GIF. Um, so launch day, like, yay, celebrate. That's huge. Like getting to launch day, like as you just saw over the last like 50 minutes, that was like an overview list of like the work that goes in and I didn't even talk about marketing. Um, so yeah, celebrate, fix some bugs and then continue to celebrate. I think we've always had like one to two bugs at launch. Like one of them, like when we launched body bugs, we forgot to press the launch button for Google so it actually came out a day late and then for get a grip chip there was actually like a design issue um, one of like the end one of the like ending gameplay sequences like required a super advanced move that we never taught prior to that point so like the first person we watched play this game couldn't figure out this move without cheesing it through so like we made a very quick fix to basically just take the, we just adjusted the level a little bit um all right, thanks, everybody., uh, we have some time for questions, but here's the info. You can get this presentation. There's tons of notes in here, and hopefully this is like a resource and that will help you get to launch day.
0: Just yeah, to we know. are definitely gonna share this uh, presentation with everybody as well. So thank you so okay, much. Cool. Okay. um, so we got we got some questions right here, and I have some questions. Yeah. From Sam Gomez, you mentioned art tech translation video. What are the administrative, the boring part, hurdles you go through on simultaneous launches? Let's, okay. Let's just ask the easy questions right after
1: <laughs> I All right. So I will say like, um, adding like up. Okay. Uploading all the marketing art. You just, you seriously, like once you're done cutting it, which, which is fun, but like, you're also just like, um, Essentially, like when you're cutting the marketing art, it's also pretty boring because you're basically in Photoshop, just adjusting the canvas size and then um, exporting it and then uploading it to a different space. And then you repeat this about 50 times.
0: Mm -hmm. The copying and pasting. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of, there's a lot of Uh, copying and pasting. It's pretty manual back there on all those, like on all the platform. And so, Yeah.
0: So what, what is the, what is the biggest, besides of that, what is the most annoying, biggest hurdle I'm releasing on multiple platforms?
1: Um, Programming wise. Programming wise, I think I'd say like certification. Like we, we get, we get, we've gotten like dinged for like, like really, really small things. They're still really important because like Mm -hmm. the platform requires them and like you know, like you put a word in the wrong order or let's see. Um, oh, what was it? Okay. So the name of the controller for switch, we put the, we put the wrong terminology down and that's how we failed. Uh, we failed lot check. One. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the only one and like very get a grip chip, very small game. Uh, but we still failed Check the first time because um, because like, I think it was, I think we actually missed the trademark logo for the nintendo switch and i think we put it in the wrong spot i think mm-hmm. we can put the trademark the tm next to nintendo instead of switch the tiniest thing yeah
0: right but they pay attention to that and like, and i'm sure like just the plethora of different image sizes yeah oh my gosh uh, and you have to get them just right too it's, yeah. it's
1: like pretty specific
0: Right. They, but they give you templates, don't they? Some th- of them? Some of them some of them
1: do, but I don't think all
0: of them do. not everything is nineteen twenty yeah. by ten eighty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you still have to like you have to find the templates and like you're you're still cutting it. Right. And like and so like so like for us, um so like we, we were actually like adjusting all the assets within the marketing art itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that because it's like it looks like you basically had all the different assets and then you just kind of combined them a certain way. And then yeah. for a different size one, you just kind of shifted the assets around on different layers. And yeah. that's so that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> so um, is there something that you did that you would not do again?
1: Um, let's see. Well, actually, so the way we did the achievement art. Um, when we, can I go back? Ooh, yeah, I can go back. Oh yeah. The achievement icons, like it, it's like really subtle, but, um, we, we'd start with 1920 by ten eighty for sure for the achievement art. Cause like, it, it did take some time to go back through and like, like basically
0: read it, it we were still redoing all the achievement art cause we had mm-hmm. to like And to this play achievement play for all the, play the play platforms. Play. All the platforms. How yeah. Many, how and many it, platforms did you release on it once? Um, so for body bugs, I think we did six.
1: We did Steam, Xbox, Switch, iOS, Google, mm-hmm. and then we did WebGL as like a free version. So we did so five. Five that required like marketing assets as well. And then we changed the so this is from get a grip chip, but then we created new mm-hmm. But, um i think i think for developers there was like a quick thing about um okay so you definitely should send this presentation out because i'm not as familiar with the tech side and there's like a lot of really good notes written into this but the mm-hmm. save files slide has something about like um basically uh what are called binary serializers and player prefs um that relate to the save data and just like uh, I guess the binary serializer for Xbox, uh, Microsoft doesn't recommend using it. And I, I think like player prefs is like the standard when you Google save files. And then so we got to Xbox like later, and then I think the team had used player prefs, and then um, that we had to like rewrite the save file system.
0: Uh, uh, so one more question, which okay. platform did you do did, was the best performing for you as far as sales? Let's
1: see. Switch.
0: Switch. For sure. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Switch. Uh, but
1: Xbox is like, Xbox is close behind. And I think like also like we made a platformer,
0: so there, mm-hmm.
1: so like there are some more favorable platforms um, it, it, I think it depends on the type of platforms thing.
0: for platformers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you so, know, it's
0: just crazy. Like I know that the Switch is so popular, but for me, the the, the I I bought another controller yeah. right because the yeah. controls are just like I'm. My hands are big, so yeah. it, like I hold the thing; it's like this big, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's
1: hard, and I think that's like we started moving into. Um, xbox and then mm-hmm. we have playstation which does have not launched on playstation yeah just completely like, you know it's a different market not everybody has not everybody has every single consoles so like, if a you're a one.
0: true gamer you do <laughs> i know in this house we have one two three different playstations of course they're wow. generation ones yeah generation um ones. one two three xboxes a switch and then of course PC, so it's funny because we'll play like Fortnite together as a squad, and there'll be PC, Xbox, and then two Playstations. Yeah, that's really
1: cool. That was actually like games like I mean like. I mean, it's like crazy to see the line between like Fortnite and like Mm -hmm. a one mechanic platformer, but that was like a little bit of an inspiration because we were like, okay, they make Fortnite work, we can make a good chip work on mobile, like we will figure this out.
0: For sure, (laughs) for sure. Thank you so much, Vicki. We really appreciate your time. We got to get out of here because we got somebody coming up next. Actually, you cool. know what? I should Thanks have this, everybody. we should have all of this information already. We have calling all leaders. Even if you don't think you are one, you need to be one. This is going to be so, so important. Thank you so much. Once again, cool. thank you so much Tripwire right. Presents, you. for sponsoring us and we're going to get, I've got Vicki's presentation in the Google folder that we're going to send out to everybody. So thank you all so much. Cool. Thanks guys. See ya.